Anyone else wants to sing? I'll sing, I'll practice one on my phone and I'll sing at the end. Do what? I'll sing at the end. Okay. Fine, yeah. Well, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday morning service on this beautiful Lord's Day that uh, He has given us. Welcome each one here today. We miss some, some uh, people that we normally have with us and look for them to be back with us soon. I want to say something about what the, this Tuesday when the, the, five, was the five got together for the prior bell ringing. <clears throat> I wasn't able to be here because we've had car trouble and I was home me and a dog all day without any vehicle to travel in, so I didn't get to make it. But I do appreciate the ones who came. I know uh, during work hours it's hard for everybody to be here, but we do appreciate the ones who came. And what it is, uh, they were asking every conference or every disc throughout the conference have a time period set aside for this to be done. And what they were wanting was the prayers and the bell ringing to call attention to the general conference, which will meet in Portland, Oregon, May the 10th through the 20th. This is when they'll be voting on the same-sex marriage and the homosexual issues uh, during that conference. So they're, why they ask that 
far in advance, I don't know. But that was the date that they picked for all the conference uh, to set aside for the priors and bell ringing. And uh, we do appreciate those who come. Now, if you'll notice in your bulletin on the May the uh, 5th on your church calendar, that is the National Day of Prayer. And we'll talk more about that next week. But what I would like to do is everyone set aside a certain time during the day, whether doesn't have to be here at church, but wherever your home, work, wherever you may be, just set aside a certain time for prayer, just one-on-one -on -one with you and God to pray for whatever may be on your mind, certainly this issue with the conference, but that will be on uh, the National Day of Prayer, and we'll talk more about that next, uh, uh, next uh, Sunday. I guess uh, oh the board meeting Wednesday night at six thirty. Uh, they'll be here what Thursday to start digging the footers. <laughs> <laughs> that <is>. <laughs> <laughs> not not to that point yet, okay, but not seriously. Uh, we are in the process of discussing and making plans and working on the uh, proposed fellowship hall. We need everyone's input. We don't want to just two or three people make the decisions. It's a church endeavor, and everyone has as much say-so as the next person, so uh, come out and uh, let your thoughts be known, and uh, that way we can proceed on. It is Mountain Grace, right? Yes. Okay, so next Sunday night, Mountain Grace will be here. Uh, for our singing at 6 o'clock. So, singing's at 6 o'clock, normal church services at 7. So, keep in mind next Sunday will be at 6 o'clock for the singing. Uh, as we get ready to go into the service and go to the Lord, uh, like I say, I noticed uh, Joy still having trouble with her uh, ankle. Was it? Knee. Knee, okay. Twisted. Uh, Joyce twisted her knee and wasn't able to be here with us Wednesday and certainly again today. Uh, <clears throat> missing, I guess, again, Francis and John. Of course, I understand John's probably working and uh, Francis probably doesn't have a way here today. Good to see uh, Brenda still with us. Uh, still taking those pills. Okay. Uh, good to see her with us. Glad to have Eddie with us again to uh, be with us and also to play the piano. So uh, others, we uh, Shirley back with us. Good to have her with us. Uh, are there others that we need to lift up? Uh, Alita. Alita and uh, how's he uh, with her surgery? How's it? Uh, before she had that healing. Gail's sister had her surgery Thursday. Gail spent Thursday and Friday with her. And she called last night and said she was hurting quite a bit. So Gail's back up there today with her. So they'll know Tuesday uh, what they found out. So uh, keep down their prayers. Uh, we have several out, I guess, traveling, work, whatever the uh, problem may be with them. We... Uh, Certainly, uh, give to them our prayers that uh, they'll be back with us next week. Are there others? Uh, what about uh, Rosanna? She's still. Uh, She's okay. She was really tired. Okay, so uh, I can imagine with dealing with John, it's sort of a tiring situation to get him through his uh, times with his uh, health problems. Are there others? Mine are always the same preacher, but I had a prayer answered and had medical tests I was worried about, and it was okay. Okay, remember. Now, 
You're the one mentioned the uh Miss Bain. But yeah. Okay. But she's still up there. Okay. I, I know we talked about maybe sitting here when we reported, but yeah. she doesn't have a DVD. Okay. So. She's doing really well. Okay. Much better than they expected. So let's remember her. Jenny uh, Green passed away Thursday morning. Dandy's sister passed away earlier in the week, so she's been hit twice in the same week. So let's remember uh, Dini and the Green family and the, the Newberry kids. That, uh, I don't know where they're at. I know Linda and her husband, they were divorced. And she come back from Kentucky. So, But let's do remember this family that uh, hit, hit twice in one week with death. So remember them. Are there others? Of course, we mentioned the Wilson family. My mom is really What's her name? Regina. Regina. Okay, remember Regina uh, with his health problem. Others? Any unspoken? Let's go to the Lord. Almighty God, as we gather once more in your sanctuary to just praise and worship you and your son for many, many blessings and joys that we can't count. But Father, we know that you give to us, you provide for us the things that we need, the things that just makes life pleasant for us. And above all, it keeps us on the path that we need to walk each day, serving and praising you and showing others that we come in contact with. Father, just how much you mean to us and what you can do for us and what you can do for those who we are in some way trying to Influence to come to know you in a way that so far they haven't had you in their life. So just help us, Father, to be that instrument, to be that tool that might change someone's heart by the way we live our life, by the things that we do. We ask that you would hear each one of these prayers that we have lifted up today. You know each name, you know the problem that we're praying about, whether it be a health problem, loss of a loved one, maybe financial needs, maybe they need wisdom to just answer a problem that's making things difficult for them. You know their need. We know, Father, that you hear and that you will answer each one. And we thank you so much for being there for us when we lift these prayers up to you. Bless this church. Give us the wisdom and the open mind to make decisions that will move this church forward, will make us more active in this community, better serving you so that others and better know just what you offer to them. And it would be an invitation for them to come and join with us in the activities and in the worship services that we have. Father, go with us now through this service. Continue to bless each one as you have this past week. Lead, guide, and direct us in the way you would have us to go. These things we ask now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If our ushers will come forward at this time, we'll receive our morning tithes and offerings.
Father, again, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to reach out and help someone in need today for this offering that we are about to receive in your Son's name. May they come to realize how much your Son loves them. This congregation shares that same concern. So now, Father, you have done so much for us. It's now our turn to come and help someone in need today through this offering. We receive it in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, as we give our thanks and praise to him for everything he has done for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to read to you two verses. I said one, uh, but I want to go ahead and read the next one too. It's in the First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, and then go on and read 52 because it pertains to what I want to talk about. Verse 51, Behold, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. And just so happened that any son the song uh, about the midnight cry. Of course, this passage I read you was what we use more often at funerals, uh, but it mentioned change, and that's what I want to talk to you about is change. Of course, the song that he sung talks about that we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. We're going to be changed. Another thing the song talks about, I look around me and I see prophecies fulfilling. Three major earthquakes here within the last two or three days. It's God speaking to us. What does the Bible say? There will be earthquakes in diverse places in the latter days. Is God speaking to us and are we listening? <clears throat> We're living in a wonderful time because many say this is the generation that will see Jesus Christ coming in his clouds of glory. What a wonderful thing, time that will be to be alive and to witness this change that will come to us. So today, talking about changes, changes that we go through, things that change about us, uh, for some reason, it seems like we hear a lot about change every four years. These politicians, they keep talking about all these changes, 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 but they never come. They never, they never make the changes they're talking about. 
God changes us. We know that when he promises that we will change, this is a promise that will be fulfilled. And we can count on it. As I say, we can take it to the bank because we know any promise that God makes us will be fulfilled, will come true. So we want to talk today about the changes that come over us or the changes that have to come over us for us to come and be the new person that we desire, that we want to be. And you say, well, change from what? What are we going to change from? The fourth chapter of Ephesians, 22nd verse, talks about, says, the old man who grows corrupt be renewed and put on a new man. So when we come to accept Jesus Christ, when we come to be changed, we're changing from the old person that we once were, the old ways, the old habits that we were living under and by, and we are living now, we're moving up to a higher standard, a higher value in life. Thanks be to God for the, His Son and the changes that He has brought to us. Why do you think, why do you think God sent His Son down from heaven for us? So that we could be changed. He knew, he recognized this was the only avenue that we had to obtain the changes that were needed if we're going to make it safely through and uh, reach our home in heaven when, when our time here on earth comes to an end. So we're changing. We're talking about changing the old person, the old man, into the new man, the new person. There's a song, What a Wonderful Change in My Life Has Been Wrought Since Jesus Came Into My Heart. Can we sing that song today? We should. Yes, we all can. I have no doubt that there's anyone here today that can't sing that song, that can't say that. We've all been changed. We've all gone through that metamorphosis of uh, the change that come about when we come to know Jesus Christ. But sometimes we sort of falter. We, we sort of, not on purpose, but we slip up. We goof up, mess up. We're all human. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to try to say, I don't do it. I, I'll be the person then. I make my number of mistakes. I'm only human. You're, you're human. You're going you're to make mistakes. But when we do, all we have to do is call upon God to forgive us and to admit the greatest thing that we could do wrong was just continue living within that mistake and not, not admitting that we goofed up. Let God know that you did it unintentionally. You didn't do it purposely. So the change has come into our hearts, has come into our lives. And when that change happens to us, we know it. We can, we can tell it. Our friends that we associate with, they know it. They can tell. They can tell that we're a different person. Because people, if, if it doesn't feel, if we, if we don't feel like a different person, if we don't feel like doing things different, if our friends can't recognize that we are a new person, that we're doing things different. Maybe the change didn't take place. Maybe we need to go back and get a little bit more to where people will recognize by our actions, by our deeds, that we have changed. Didn't need that. I already flew with it. 
But, two weeks ago at Pleasant Hill, I backed into the parlor and poured it down off of the pulpit. So, anyway, I'll try to watch what I'm doing. Anyway, we need to admit that we have changed. God brought a change to us. A change that we were seeking. Because that's why we come to him to start with. Was to change us. We recognized we was on the wrong track. You know, we, we talk so much about the pathway that as a Christian we need to follow. How straight and narrow it is. And how broad and wide the path that leads to destruction. And it's easy to sort of meander here and there and just wander off course. So we need to be honest with ourselves. When we do something that we know we've done wrong, don't try to hide it. Don't try to deny it. Fess up. Tell God I did such and such. I'm sorry, maybe I didn't even realize what I was doing. Didn't realize until it was already done. So today, as we talk about the changes that we need to make, or the changes that people can see within us, and next week I want to continue on the subject of change and talk about the obstacles or the barriers that we will face or that we face each day uh, overcoming overcoming the world overcoming the wiles of the devil and we'll look at that next week as we continue on our change series but the first thing we want to do is and I mentioned what are we changing we're changing as the Bible verse said, the old man into a new person, into a new man. That means what? It means we change all of our old habits, all of our old attitudes, all of the vulgar language, all of the dirty talk that we handle. We get rid of it. We change it. And notice I said all. Not some. But we change all of it. If we don't get rid of all of it. We still got that. uh, We still got that cancer within us. That's eating away with us of the habits that we won't get rid of. If we if we say we are a changed person and we're hanging on to the old habits that we were living under, anyone that says that, they're living a lie. When you come to accept Jesus Christ, All has to go. You can't get rid of just what you want to get rid of and retain some of your old habits. It's either all or none. So that's the first thing we've got to change. We've got to eradicate uh, all of the problems, all of the things that's within our body, our system, our minds, our hearts. We've got to have a complete cleansing if we're, going to have, if we're going to be the successful Christian that we have to be to get through this world and enter into our second home in heaven. So we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to determine the things that we're doing wrong and how they affect us how they will affect us in the future. And we've got to get rid of them. We've got to 
we've got to move on. We, we can't keep going. We can't, con- ca- we can't carry dead weight. And that's what our sinful habits, our way of living before we come to know Jesus Christ. That's what it was. It was a, it was a dead weight to us, pulling us down. So we've got to get rid of it if we're going to move forward, if we're going to move on. Then the next thing we have to realize this change has to come through and with the help of God. We can't do it ourselves. There's no one other than Jesus Christ that can save us. I don't care what anybody tells you. Now, I can't save you. If someone was to come forward this morning and want to accept Jesus Christ, I didn't do it. I can't do it. The only person is, and and you, each one of you can do the same thing I can do. Or any pastor. We can't save you. But we can lead you to the one person who can save you, and that's Jesus Christ. Any of you can do the same thing. You got as much right as any pastor, evangelist, or whatever, to lead someone to Jesus Christ. That's where they get their salvation. Not through anything I do or your Sunday school teacher or your lay leader or anything does. It's it's what we do to lead you to the source of salvation that only God can give you. So we got to realize that we can't do it ourselves. We've got we got to go through Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus says, No one comes to the Father except through me, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that's how we get our salvation. And we have to realize this is the way we do it. And I know I, I read in these uh, columns, this Billy Graham, if you read down in the paper, ever so often someone will write in and say, well, I think I have been so bad that God has given up on me, that God won't save me because I have been such a bad person. God will never give up on you. He says, I'll be with you even to the end. He will never, never leave you. That's why in my favorite song, number 529, How Firm a Foundation, that last verse, says, I will never Never, no, never desert you. And we can count on it. We can count on God being with us all the way to the last breath goes out of our body. So never get the idea that God has given up on you or that he will give up on you. He is there with those arms wide open, waiting, waiting for you. And it's a decision only you can make. If a person comes to accept Jesus Christ and they don't do it on their own conviction, I wonder how long it will stick. And when I say that, I go back to thinking about what I've heard people talk about back in the old days. Well, I wonder where the old days are. Uh, But anyway... When people would be having a revival and practically drag someone to the altar. Do you think that do you think that was a lasting profession? I don't I don't know. But I wonder. Unless the Holy Spirit convicts you of your sins. This is where the true change comes from. 
Yes, we need to encourage people. We need to talk to people about their need for their salvation. We need to tell them, and we need to be very honest with them, what they are facing if their soul goes out into eternity not prepared to meet God in the day of judgment. It's not going to be a very pretty scene for them. But it's going to be too late. Once that last breath goes out, it's, it's over. You don't have a, another chance. So it's very important that you make this decision while you're able, while you have that opportunity. Another change that needs to come over so that will help us to come to this decision is we need to dig into the Word of God. We need to find out just what it is that He has planned for us, how He has things plan for us. We got to know what and how to go by. I told them our class at Hill this morning. I was involved in playing softball, baseball, coaching for 36 years or longer. We all had rule books. We all had to know what the rules were. We all had to know what to do. It's the same way with living the Christ. This is his rule book. This is your rule book that God has given you to tell you what and how we are to live our life if we're going to make it into heaven when our time here on earth comes to an end. We have to know what is expected of us. Because the devil will tell you anything and everything he wants you to know, and you can bet it's 100% against what the Word of God says. So the devil is in complete contrast to Jesus Christ and the Word of God. And he don't care to do anything, tell you anything that will lead you astray. That's his purpose in life, is to do anything he can that will take you away from the life you're living for Jesus Christ. And if we don't know, if we don't realize just what God has and plans for us. It's mighty easy to get off course. It's mighty easy to fall prey to the things that the devil tells us. So we have to be very careful. We have to we have to know what the Word of God says because if we are familiar with what God is telling us. When a problem comes before us, more often we can think of a verse or two in the Bible that touches on that very situation, tells us this is how we need to handle it. So it's very important that we dwell upon the Word of God every day, knowing what, what the Word of God says. And what is expected of us. You know. The greatest weapon against sin. And the devil. Is God's word. The devil can't stand. The devil can't. Hang around. When you start quoting. Scripture. That will put the devil on the run quicker than anything that I can tell you about today. So that is why we read our Bible each day. That is why we converse one-on-one -on -one with God in our prayer time. So 
those are the three things that change as we start talking about how do we come about or how do we get this change. These are three of the things that are prominent, needed to bring us to the point where we want to be. So as we recap, we would say, or could say, the first thing is we have to recognize, we have to admit that we need to change. We have to recognize that what we're doing, the life that we're living, isn't the life that God has planned for us. We've got to come over to his side. And until we make that recognition, until we make that admission, we're going to continue to flounder hopelessly without any direction or hope until we come to our realization that we are living lost and we need God as part of, not part, but all of our life, decisions and how we're going to live and serve our fellow man. Then we have to realize that once we come to reach out to make this change, that we need God's help. We've got to go through Jesus Christ. We've got to, we've got to follow the channel. We can't do it ourselves. No no mortal person can do it for us. Just remember what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And until we go that course, we're still lost. We're still floundering hopelessly. So we have to have God intervention. To do it for us. We've got to, Jesus Christ has to be the, to intercede for us and take our plea, take our prayer to his Father to give us the salvation that we're seeking. And then we have to get involved in God's word, God's way, God's world, reading his word, praying with him, and yes, associating with other Christians. On Sunday morning, Wednesday nights, wherever. If we still hang out with the old crowd, then we've not made a complete break. Until we make that complete break, and we say we have fully changed, we have fully accepted, we have fully adapted to God's way and not the world's way. So that is what we want to look at today and then next week continue on and consider some of the obstacles that we face. Some of the things that the devil puts up there for us that we have to overcome at this time Lauren if you're ready we'll
Thank you, Lauren and Eddie, for your music. A blessing to us. We're going to sing our invitational hymn. I always want to close the service with an invitation to come to the altar if you have a need or whatever it may be. And this is your invitation to come if you have a need to speak to God one-on-one -on -one for whatever. This is your invitation to come. Two sixty nine. First and last thank you today for your son we thank you that we all have him in our hearts leading and guiding us each day now father we just lift up again the needs that we have mentioned here today with our loved ones who are suffering the illnesses those who have lost loved ones those who may be absent due to work travel Whatever is keeping them from us, Father, we pray that they'll be back with us as quickly as possible. We pray for this church. Be with us tonight as we gather for our worship service. Wednesday night as we gather for our board meeting to just give us an open and a mind to make the decisions that will be best for this church and this community. But above all, Father, it will be for the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, and what he does for us. Be with his youth as we continue to plan things for them. And as we come into the next month, May, and have Youth Sunday, bless them as they continue having our youth services. And just help them, Father, to realize and help them to become a part of this church and the services. Now go with us as we depart and go our separate ways to our separate homes. Lead, guide, and direct us as you have in the past. It's our prayer today, Father, as we ask it in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Tinkies. Is this JR? Is this yours or Tinkies? Uh, I had Rosanna. Yeah, okay. I had Rosanna. Oh, okay. 